Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We've got a very special broadcast. Not only is Terry joining me, but my wife, Carolyn, and we've been talking about for the last several weeks on how to develop an accurate prayer life. We're going to continue to do so today, and I want to encourage you to just relax and sit back and enjoy the teaching, and we are believing God that it's going to be an inspiration to you, an encouragement to you, and a help so that you can learn how to develop an accurate prayer life and expect God to answer every prayer that you pray. Now, just before I ask them to join with me in, in sharing some things with you, let me just lay a foundation for what we're about to get into. First of all, as I've said on the three previous broadcasts, number one, you need to allow God's Word to be His part of your prayer life. Always discover, in other words, do some studying and find out what God's Word says about the need that you have in your life. If it's healing, if it's finances, if it's marriage, if it's a job, there are scriptures that you can go to that tell you what God's attitude is about that. You know, Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So that tells me that God is interested in every minute detail of my life. He's interested in my needs. He's interested in my desires. He's even interested in my wants. The Bible says that we have not because we ask not. You have a right to go before the throne of God and ask Him to meet the needs that you have in your life. Now, it's also important that you understand that you have right standing with God. If that's not a revelation to you, then you're going to come before God with a sense of inferiority and guilt. But you don't have to do that because Jesus has paid the price for you to have right standing with God. You can come boldly to His throne. You have free access there. You're welcome there. And I'm telling you, God will treat you just like He would His very own Son. In fact, you are one of His children. So develop that attitude. I'm a child of God. And if I'm a child of God, why wouldn't He meet my needs? Now, I want to say this as we get ready to talk about the uh, specific thing that we're going to deal with today. The Bible teaches us that there are three major divisions of prayer in the New Testament. Number one is what is called the prayer that changes things. The prayer that changes things. We've been talking about that. You know, Mark eleven twenty four talks about what things, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. That's what's commonly referred to as the prayer of faith. But the second category of prayer that you find in the New Testament is the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. It's important that you not only pray God's word in your prayer, but the moment you say amen, you engage in thanksgiving and praise. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And then the third category is the prayer of dedication and worship. So Carolyn, why don't you and Terry take it from here and let's talk about the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. Well, in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, 11 through 14, it says, we see the power of God was released when the Israelites worshiped God in one accord at the dedication of Solomon 
when the temple was dedicated and it says it knocked down all the priests. The Bible says that the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not continue to minister because the glory of God filled the temple. And that was because they were worshiping and praising God. So you see right here the power of praise and worship. If it can knock all the priests down, uh, because they were all in one accord. Just think what it can do to your problem. It can totally eliminate and uh, knock your problem right on its backside. <laughs> so, you know, the power of praise and worship is a powerful thing. And we see it again where Paul and Silas were concerned. They were in bonds. They were in chains. And when they began to worship and praise God in their affliction, I'm telling you what happened at the midnight hour, God came through and those chains that had them shackled down fell off of them and they were totally delivered and set free and they walked away from their prison. And I want you to know that's what can happen to you when you begin to praise and worship God. Those shackles, those chains that have held you, have kept you down, have kept you bound will be released and will have to fall off of you and you walk out a free person. So it's a powerful thing, Terry. It is. I don't think we realize sometimes that praise is a weapon, mm -hmm. that it's a weapon God gave us to fight the enemy. And then sometimes it's called the sacrifice of praise. That's What's right. a sacrifice? It kind of means you don't really want to do it but you do it anyway. And like mom's talking about with Paul and Silas, think about how the midnight hour represented the worst, the darkest, the hardest time in their lives. And we don't even realize just how bad they've been beaten and bruised and chains around their ankles and their wrists. And I mean, severe pain. You think about their wounds hadn't been properly dressed. They're in pain. They're down in that cold, dark cell. Mm -hmm. And as they begin to lift their voices to heaven and praise God, that seems like the worst time to praise God, mm -hmm. but they did it anyway. And I like how it says the other prisoners begin to hear them. Mm -hmm. The demons of hell hear you and you praise God. And that encourages me because right. it just makes the devil so mad to think he thinks he's got you where you know he wants you, but you praise God. That's like the biggest slap in his face, isn't it? It is. You know, years ago we were in South Africa and I got ready to uh, preach that night and the Lord said, don't preach, have them praise me. You remember that? Mm -hmm. You remember they brought someone in an ambulance on a stretcher in that meeting? And it was a lot of different uh, situations in that meeting that night where people needing healing and miracles and deliverance. And the Lord said, don't preach tonight, just have them praise me. There will be breakthroughs in praise. And so I got up and I told the people what the Lord said and we began to praise God and we continued. We, we broke through. You know, there's a tendency to want to do it for a little while and then you think, I can't do this anymore. We said, no, we're going to break through. We're going to keep praising God. And as we did, that person jumped off that stretcher and began to run around that building. The lady with the withered foot her foot grew out right before our eyes and she was normal. And other people began to experience healing and miracles. And the Lord said, there are some things that will never manifest until you praise me. You know, there may be some of you that have been praying and you've been standing, you've been believing, and it doesn't seem like anything's happening in the natural. Maybe it's time for you to spend the rest of your time praising God instead of asking him again because he heard you the first time you prayed. And if you truly believe you receive when you pray, according to Mark eleven twenty four, 24, 
then you don't ask again. It's time to praise him. Maybe that's what you should do. You know, my dad, you remember uh, years ago uh, when I had my paint and body shop and my dad was an insurance appraiser by then and he was going around appraising wrecked cars. And well, I remember he had to go to Monroe, Louisiana one time to appraise a car. Uh, the, the, the person that had an accident in it. When he walked in this garage where that car was, there was oil on the floor and he didn't notice it. And he slipped and injured his hand. In fact, tore all the ligaments up here and, and uh, you know, and had to have surgery. And even after surgery, his thumb stuck up like this and he couldn't move it. He couldn't move it at all. And so later... You know, when I went into the ministry and I eventually asked my mom and dad to come to work for us and dad worked in the office there and traveled with me. And, but that thumb still stuck up like that. He couldn't, he couldn't bend it. He used to laugh and he'd say, well, at least I can hitchhike, but I can only go one direction, you know. And uh, so one day he's sitting, him and mom are sitting in their house and they're watching Oral Roberts. And Brother Roberts put his hands up there and he said, you reach your hand out like you're trying to touch my hand and I'm going to pray for you. Well, my dad did that. He just put both hands up there and that thumbs out like that. And he's, and brother Robert said, now don't ask me again, start praising me. So my dad stopped asking for it because he had asked God many times, heal this thumb, you know? And when brother Robert said, don't ask again, start praising me for it. My dad just lifted his hands with that thumb stuck out like this and started praising God. And all of a sudden his thumb started doing this. And he said, look, Addy, look. And he could bend it and it was normal again. But the breakthrough came through praise and thanksgiving. I believe that with all my heart. You just hit on a key word, thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm convinced that so many people don't receive the blessings of God because they don't have a thankful heart. And I'm so convinced that a thankful heart is the key to you receiving the blessings of God, your breakthroughs, your miracles, the things you ask for. Um, I remember years ago, Terry, there was a family in the church when you and Jerry Ann were little bitty girls. And uh, your grandparents had bought you and Jerry Ann beautiful bedroom set, uh, what were they called, poster beds then? Yeah. And beautiful bedding and everything. And you had had that all as a little girl and it still looked brand new. And we decided to sow that and give that as a seed to this family. So we did, we blessed them with the beds and with the beautiful bedding and everything. And it wasn't but about two weeks later, the girls had gone over there to uh, a slumber party, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And one of the posters had already been broken off the bed and the beautiful, beautiful, expensive bedding was out in the garage on the floor and the dog was sleeping on it, I think. So I'm telling you, these people, I mean, even to this day, and that's been <clears throat> how many years Quite ago? A while, long Mama. time ago. <laughs> you know, they're not any better off today, 40 something years later than they were back then because they didn't have a grateful heart. Then I, th I think of the lepers, the 10 lepers that came to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And here they were eaten up with leprosy. Yeah. And Jesus told them, well, you're healed. Go show yourself to the priest. Mm -hmm. Well, out of that 10, there was only one that returned to give thanks to God. So that shows me that nine out of 10 people are not thankful. And it also shows me that I want to be that one out of the 10 that is so thankful and so appreciative to God for everything that he does in my life. Mm -hmm that I'm constantly mindful to be thankful and thank him every day for everything that he does for me. Yeah. 
And when we notice in that, that story, out of the nine that went away, they were healed, but they were not made whole. Only the one with a grateful heart and that was thankful was made whole. And Jerry tells this, that if an ear was eaten off, that ear was restored. If a thumb was gone or an elbow was gone, the thumb was restored. The elbow was put back. They were made whole. Because of my thankfulness and my gratefulness to God, I want to be made whole in every area of my life. And even how Jesus had to ask, where's the other nine? In yes. other words, are they not grateful? Yes. Yeah. But the one just came back to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank mm -hmm. you for what you did. Mm -hmm. And like, Dad, you've taught us how wholeness meant there were no signs they'd ever been a leper before. That's right. No so evidence. You can get to a place in your life where there's no signs of emotional abuse, no mm -hmm. signs of physical abuse mm -hmm. because of your gratitude. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I have to say, I can remember years ago when going through a hard time and I would hear a message on you need to be thankful. Thank, you know, thanksgiving and praise. And at the time when you're going through what you would call hell, you think, what do I have to be thankful for? Mm -hmm. I mean, you feel like everything's coming against you. And I remember hearing someone say, stop looking at everything you've lost and look at what's left mm -hmm. and start thanking God for what you have left. Mm -hmm. And I remember like the midnight hour, like Paul and Silas going downstairs in my kitchen at night, mm -hmm. walking around that island trying to think, what do I have to be thankful for? And then I would just say, Lord, thank you for that little red-headed girl sleeping in her bed. I prayed for that child and you gave her to me. Thank mm -hmm. you. Lord, thank you that I have a house. Mm -hmm. Thank you for my family. I have a family that loves me. Thank you for my job. And then the more I began to think, I began sure. to realize I have so much to be thankful for, but you have to voice it. Like that old saying, count your blessings, name them one by one. And when you do that, you realize how really blessed you are, you, you know, and what you truly do have uh, to be thankful for. I was just thinking of, an, of a story that many, many years ago in the church, there was this couple that came to you and wanted you to agree with them, believe with them for a new car. Mm -hmm. And you said to them, well, take me out, show me the one that you're driving now. And they did. They took him out to the car they were driving. And Jerry said, no, I will not come into agreement with you over a new car. He said, you aren't taking care of the one you've got now. The car was filled with litter and debris and old hamburger wrappers and French fries. And just, it was just, you wouldn't even have wanted to get in the car with them. And he said, until you take care of the one you've got and are grateful for the one you've got and are thankful for the one that you've already got, God's not going to give you anything any better. So I'm telling you, that gratefulness and thankfulness right goes here. a long way in God's blessings in here, your life. Right here in Psalm 107, kind of goes right along with the lepers and it shows human nature because four different times in this one Psalm, the Psalmist says this, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Now, why would he have to say that four times in one Psalm? because it reveals human nature that most people are not grateful. And you know, it's amazing over in 2 Timothy chapter 3 where Paul said, seeing into the future, past his generation, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, he said in verse 1, and know this, that perilous times shall come, times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear, the Amplified Bible says, and right along with these hard times that will come in the last days. And it says another characteristic will be 
people will be ungrateful. It's one of the signs. And if that's not the way society is today, so many people are ungrateful. They're ungrateful for the job they have. I hate my job. Hey, there are people looking for a job. Unemployment rate is at an all-time high. Be grateful you got a job. Some people are complaining about the clothes they have. There's some people don't have clothes. You know, there, are, there is a ministry in Asia that we support, and his ministry is going to the dumps in that city and ministering to people who actually live in a dump. They eat the leftover garbage that's piled up there. They, you know, try to find clothes that people have thrown away. And then you're ungrateful for the clothes you have. You know, you're ungrateful for uh, the things that God has done. Stop looking at what you don't have and start praising God for what you do have. Praise and thanksgiving open the door to the miraculous. Praise and thanksgiving open the door for more and more. Hallelujah. Oh, I believe it is like the key that will Mm -hmm. take you from just existing and circling the same issues maybe for years and years. You think about the Israelites, how they would complain, complain, Mm -hmm. complain. And they made a 40-year journey out of that mess. And the Bible says it should have taken less than two weeks. Yeah. Tell the story of your nephew, Brenton in the car when he wanted those tennis shoes. He wanted the tennis shoes so bad. And you had just blessed him with tons of clothes for school or whatever. just shopping. Yeah, and then he got in the car with me and he said, I really wanted those Air Jordans or something. I really wanted them, Aunt Terry. I mean, I really wanted them. (laughs) He said, I want them so bad, I think I'm gonna cry about it. (laughs) I said, well, crying won't make the shoes appear. I said, you should be thankful for what you have. I said, did you know The Bible talks about if you're grateful for what you have, God will bless you with more. He goes, have you preached about that, Aunt Terry? I said, yeah, I have. And he goes, that's probably why I don't have much. (laughs) He's so cute. But you know, there is a principle that when you complain, you only attract more to complain about. That's right. And I heard someone say that the word complain actually means to remain. Love that. Complain means to remain, but to praise means to make progress. Mm -hmm. It really is a weapon. It's just something we have to make ourselves do. Yeah, and so many people don't think that praise and thanksgiving have anything to do with developing an accurate prayer life. It has everything to do. In fact, the Apostle Paul says in Philippians that we are to make our requests made made known unto God with thanksgiving. So thanksgiving if you want to develop an accurate prayer life, then you're going to have to include thanksgiving and praise. And, and get out of this mindset, well, as soon as it happens, I will praise Him. No, real Bible faith praises Him the moment you say amen and praises Him all the way through until it happens. And then when it happens, praise Him some more. So thanksgiving and praise is a vital part of building and developing an accurate prayer life. I want to encourage you to incorporate this into your prayer time. If you've been praying and believing God for certain things in your life and it looks like nothing's happening, it looks like it's never going to happen, then maybe it's time for you to stop asking and start praising. Just begin to praise God and thank Him. Get up every day doing it. Go to bed doing it. Throughout the day, do it. And I'm telling you, after a while, it's going to create such an expectancy on the inside of you 
that you won't have time to complain anymore. You won't have time to feel sorry for yourself anymore because you know you're on target with God. Hey, we'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. We've got some important things to share with you. Today's message is a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Carolyn Savell's highly requested CD series, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer. In it, Carolyn reveals the vital biblical principles concerning how to pray and get results in any circumstance you face. As you listen to each CD, you'll discover how to approach God boldly anytime and anywhere. The authority of using the name of Jesus, what God expects of you when you pray, and much more. God has a miracle waiting for you, and through the power of prayer, you can experience it. And as a limited-time bonus when you order, Jerry would also like to give you a copy of his teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? In this practical message, Jerry shares how you can know if you're hearing God's voice or just your thoughts. Don't delay. Call or click right now to request your copy of the two-CD teaching, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer, and the bonus teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? for just $15. Thank you so much for joining with us today. It's been a joy sharing the word with you. And you know, right now, I want to join my faith with you right along with Carolyn and Terry. We're going to join hands and we're going to believe God for miraculous things to take place in your life. So whatever need you might have, i tell you what, Oral Roberts was my spiritual grandfather. I had the privilege of serving on Oral Roberts' board for over 20 years. He was a very, very special man in my life spent time in our home, and I'm going to ask you to do just what I talked about today with Oral Roberts, the way my dad received from him. I want you to stretch your hand out toward my hand as we're joining hands, and we're going to believe God with you. And the moment I say amen, I want you to start praising God. All right, will you do that? Father, we lift up every partner to this ministry that is watching this broadcast right now, We lift up every friend. We lift up every person, regardless of whether they're in relationship with this ministry or not. Maybe it's a first-time viewer. Whatever their need may be, we stand in faith, according to Philippians 4.19, that our God will supply their need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We stand in faith, believing for their healing, believing for salvation of loved ones, believing for financial breakthroughs, believing for restored marriages, believing for restored families. We're believing for better jobs and promotions and raises. We're believing for their houses to manifest. We're believing for the equipment, the cars, the the things that they have need of that will make their life better. We're believing God with them. And we pray in Jesus' name that when those things manifest, not if they do, but when they manifest, they will give God all the glory, give God all the credit, and will never cease to praise Him. So in Jesus' name, we say amen, and we believe we receive. Now you begin to praise Him, begin to thank God for it, and don't stop praising Him until the manifestation comes. Thank you once again for joining with us. Terry has some things she wants to share with you before we close today. You know, as dad just prayed over you, whatever it is that you're believing God for, 
like Dad said, praise Him for it now. You know, I have all my dreams and goals written, and before I even leave the house every day, I lift them up before the Lord and I praise Him for it, as if they've already happened. You know, Dad taught me years ago, he said, praise is the highest expression of your faith. That's the highest expression. I mean, you're speaking the language of God. And then years ago, the Lord gave Dad a phrase. He said, the depth of your praise determines the magnitude of your breakthrough. That's right. You need a big breakthrough, then just start praising God. And you might feel ridiculous, but you'll get ridiculous results. So <laughs> praise God, express your faith, and take advantage of, this is the last week for us to offer this package, Mom's special teaching on how to change your circumstances through prayer. You need to learn how to pray effectively, prayer that gets results. And then was that God or was it just me? Learn how to hear the voice of God. God wants you to know His plan, direction. He wants to give you God-inspired ideas that produce millions of dollars, but you gotta know how to hear the voice of God. So listen to these. You know faith comes by hearing. You have to hear it over and over and over, and it increases your expectancy to believe for whatever it is that you're trusting God for. And remember, what you repeatedly hear, you eventually believe. So fill up the atmosphere in your home with praise, with thanksgiving, and you know God inhabits the praises of His people. What does inhabit mean? He lives in, He dwells in, and He abides in the praises of His people. So when you praise God, you have just welcomed His presence right there in your home. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next week. Today's message is a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Carolyn Savell's highly requested CD series, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer. In it, Carolyn reveals the vital biblical principles concerning how to pray and get results in any circumstance you face. As you listen to each CD, you'll discover how to approach God boldly anytime and anywhere, the authority of using the name of Jesus, what God expects of you when you pray, and much more. God has a miracle waiting for you, and through the power of prayer, you can experience it. And as a limited-time bonus when you order, Jerry would also like to give you a copy of his teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? In this practical message, Jerry shares how you can know if you're hearing God's voice or just your thoughts. Don't delay. Call or click right now to request your copy of the two-CD teaching, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer, and the bonus teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? for just $15. It's time to go to the next level in your life, ministry, or business. Join Terry Savelle Foy and her guest, Dr. Dean Radke, for two success-packed days. In her role as a CEO, Terry knows how to clarify the vision, set goals, build a team, and get big results. She is known globally as a world-class motivator, speaker, and author on achieving your dreams. Dr. Dean R. Radke is an international vision facilitator and strategic planner. With over 35 years of senior Fortune 500 and ministry leadership and management experience, he will teach the insight and concepts you need to see explosive growth. At Next, you will discover proven success principles that work for you, inner barriers that have blocked your success growth, principles to succeed on purpose in business and ministry endeavors, how to develop a strategic plan to get real results, and much more. Go to the next level in your life, your ministry, and in your business by attending the Next Conference, January 24th and 25th in Fort Worth, Texas. For more information and to register, visit terry.com today. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. 
But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.